you always wanted to hear the hockey stories told from the press box? For your premier source of hockey prospect news from across the AHL, NCAA, Canadian Hockey League, and international leagues, this is your all-access pass to The Press Zone, a hockey podcast packed with news, analysis, interviews, and entertainment featured on AHLReport.com. Your hosts, Amy Johnson and Rick Stevens, are experienced, credentialed hockey reporters, bringing you stories built from strong connections throughout the hockey community and from inside rinks all across North America. Welcome to The Press Zone. Welcome to this week's episode of The Press Zone right here on Rocket Sports Media and the AHL Report. We're so glad that you're here with us today. I am your host and the lead correspondent here at the AHL Report and the Flyers Report. My name is Amy Johnson, and I am joined each and every week by my wonderful co-host. He is the founder of Rocket Sports Media and our editor-in-chief and my fantastic co-host, and that is Rick Stevens. How are you today? Well, I'm so glad that I'm here today. <laughs> I am too. Otherwise, I'd have a really tall task ahead of me to, mm-hmm. talk, to talk to myself. Ah, <laughs> rather than uh, shoveling snow. Did you get a little snow this week? Um, I hear. Second, uh, second biggest snowstorm in Lehigh Valley, Pennsylvania history. Um, mm-hmm. Coming in around 28 inches. Which is a 60, lot. 66, 67 centimeters uh, for our folks Woo-hoo! north of the border. <laughs> yeah, you know, we've not had very big storms the last couple of uh, years, and apparently Mother Nature just decided to catch up. It was time to uh, mm. even, the, even the scales, so she just dumped it all at once. But being in Pennsylvania, everybody's used to dealing with the snow, driving in the snow, handling the snow. Uh, depends on what township you live in. Mm. Um, driving, uh, Pennsylvania drivers are okay in the snow. Um, most people sort of know how to remove snow. The people who live in, uh, the people who run the HOA in my, uh, in, in my residential area do not. Mm. But, you know. Well, you know, if it's any consolation, people in Quebec aren't great in in driving in the snow. They're not great driving in rain. They're not great (laughs) driving in beautiful sunny days, spare pavement. So, yeah. All right. Well, Mm -hmm. you know. It's an adventure. It is. It is. And this week. Yeah. mm, The Super Bowl. The it's Super hard to, but like, I've lost all sense of time. It's like, oh, it's the Super Bowl. Okay. <laughs> I know, because with the, 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 the hockey clock is, the hockey calendar is off. Is off so yeah. um, it, it doesn't seem right for this to be Super Bowl weekend, but it is. It is. Who you got? Uh, I, I'm going to have to go with the back-to-backs for, for Mahomes and, and Kansas City, because there's no... There is no part of my body that can root for Tom Brady on any team that he's on. So, so kind of like Stafford when he was being traded, anything, mm-hmm. anything, but anything but, but, the but, but the Patriots and and, and Patriots now. related. <laughs> That's uh, right, Tom Brady. Yeah, no, can't do it. So, KC for me. All right. What about you? I guess so. Yeah. I, I don't have a strong feeling either way, to be honest. I, no, do I want to see Tom Brady win? Uh, no, I don't. Okay. But I'm not 
Yeah, it's not going to upset me. It's hard to believe, but it is the 55th Super Bowl this weekend. <laughs> 55. Uh, a game this big really deserves a big prize, though, uh, not just some trophy. And uh, actually, DraftKings, the official daily fantasy sports partner of Super Bowl 55, has up to $55 million in prizes up for grabs with their Super Bowl prediction pool. How's that for big? Yeah, all you have to do to get your share of these huge prizes is enter DraftKings free Super Bowl prediction challenge. Once you submit your picks, you'll get a free instant prize to 20 up to $25,000. And if you have the most predictions correct, you could win the top prize of $1 million. What? So download the app now, enter the free prediction challenge, answer questions like who'll score last, and boom, get ready to make it rain. DraftKings has paid out over $7 billion to its players since 2012, so uh, they know a thing or two about big paydays. <laughs> so download the DraftKings app now and use the code THPN to enter the free $55 million Super Bowl prediction challenge. Everyone gets an instant prize up to $25,000 just for playing. So use promo code THPN now and enter the free $55 million Super Bowl challenge only at DraftKings, the official daily fantasy partner of Super Bowl 55. Terms, conditions, and eligibility restrictions do apply, so see DraftKings.com for details. You're pretty good at this. I kind of do it for a living. <laughs> <laughs> so this this part-time hockey gig, um, some people don't know that you are a uh, full-time uh, voiceover artist, uh, voice, voice actor. actor. That's great. Um, yeah, Um that's uh, that's pretty impressive. It's pretty fun. So yes, uh, reading reading spots and copy uh, is kind of literally what I get paid to do every day. <laughs> Terrific. Now th- now listen, it, download DraftKings the app right For now. For sure. Um, if you're a new user, enter that code THPN at sign up, and uh, you'll be looked after. I could use that kind of dough. For sure. Anybody could. And we're going we're gonna to talk about THPN a little bit later. We are. We have some exciting news coming up later in the show. Um, and uh, DraftKings, what we just talked about, and that, that special promo code of THPN is a big part of that exciting news. You're not going to want to miss that. Um, it's something that we're kind of bursting at the seams about here at Rocket Sports. But uh, before we get to that, we have a stacked agenda today. In our first segment, of course, we're going to break down some uh, some recent news about the Montreal Canadiens and the Philadelphia Flyers uh, and talk a little bit about their AHL affiliates as well, the Laval Rocket and the Lehigh Valley Phantoms, as they uh, have their run-up to the start of the AHL season at the end of this week. In our second segment, we go around the AHL. We've got some league news uh, to talk about regarding uh, the modified collective bargaining agreement for this coming season, uh, some questions about COVID protocols um, for the AHL, as well as uh, more delays that are happening due to some scheduling changes that are taking place because now all of a sudden there's a team that's not going to play where they thought they were going to play. So uh, some things changing in the AHL. And we also want to highlight a very special moment for a new captain of an AHL franchise uh, and a very special moment for him um, this past week that we couldn't pass up the opportunity to, to highlight. 
And then finally, in our third segment, we go beyond the AHL. Uh, We have some more uh, ECHL news for you. There is another franchise in addition to Trois-Rivières and uh, the Iowa franchise that we had talked about uh, a couple of episodes ago. Um, And of course, we know that the Trois-Rivières in Quebec Uh, That franchise will be the ECHL affiliate of the Montreal Canadiens. But now there is another franchise that's going to enter the league uh, in a couple of years. So we'll talk about that. Uh, We've got a lot of coverage coming for you this week. So we want to make sure that you've got all of uh, your ducks in a row as far as what you can expect and where to find all of our coverage for the Flyers, for the Habs, for the Laval Rocket, for the Lehigh Valley Phantoms and all of that. And... We want to yeah. talk about that really uh, special announcement that we have. It's a really big deal. You don't want to miss that. Um, and we also, of course, today wrapping up the show, we normally end on it with a feel-good finale. Uh, today is a little bit more of a tribute with some news that we have to share. So um, it's, it's going to be a poignant way to end the show today. Nice. Lots so where do we begin? <laughs> well, let's. Uh, we're going to start this week in our first segment. Uh, you know, we kind of go back and forth with whether we start with the Flyers or the Canadians. So this week, we're just going to start with a little bit of Canadians uh, and Laval Rocket news. Um, the Canadians, of course, I had the uh, the opportunity to. It's fun, on my Flyers beat. Uh, it's funny that I'm now getting Flyers uh, media colleagues and and other. Um, you know, podcasters and things and whatnot, uh, wanting to know, are, are the Habs for real? Like that, you, we keep, you keep getting that. Are the Habs for real this year? Um, and Rick, you know, it's, it's been quite a run for them so far in their, in their first 10 games. Um, and uh, they've, we, we've been here before where there's been an exceptional first 10 games of the season. And we know how quickly that can go sideways. So I'm, I'm still kind of holding my breath. I'm not getting, you know, not not getting too excited too quickly, but um, the the team that the Canadians is icing this year certainly looks like it has a lot of potential if they can keep everybody healthy and keep everything going the way it has been. Today, at this moment, while we record, the Montreal Canadiens are in first place in the National Hockey League with 16 points after 10 games, um, which is tremendous. It's That's, true. It's amazing. It's fantastic. Um, and... And uh, um, just one loss in regulation, a record of 7-1-2. And, um, and uh, is it great? Is it wonderful? Is it surprising? Is it probably all of those things? Um, they looked pretty good last night, uh, again, against uh, Vancouver, as did new arrivals Tyler Toffoli, Josh Anderson. Um, Tyler Toffoli leading the NHL in goals scored, uh, which again, uh, you may not expect from a Montreal Canadian, um, but they, they're put, they put it together. They're getting great goaltending, uh, from both Carey Price, uh, and, uh, Jake Allen, uh, and, uh, all the, the, the newcomers have been, been very good. Um, Nick Suzuki and, uh, Jesperi Kotkaniemi, um, are, have been terrific, uh, both uh, they're each centering uh, Toffoli and Anderson um, 
so it's it and and the defense um, has uh, has stood up as well. Uh, so it's it's uh, they're off to a good start. They have the best differential plus seventeen in the National Hockey League, and uh, all things all things headed in the right direction. As you said, uh, it's early, just ten games. Although ten games of fifty six is better than ten games of eighty two, um, and. Uh, they they need to keep this this thing going. Uh, they're going to face uh, uh, the Ottawa Senators next. Have not played Ottawa yet. Ottawa has Ottawa has been struggling. Uh, Saturday will be a, a matinee game. Um, the usual uh, Super Bowl matinee on Saturday, and the Canadians have have known to come out kind of a little uh, sluggish at times uh, for those games. But um, let's see what happens. Well, it's uh, it is exciting, and fans are really fans are I think are not only super pumped about how the team is performing, but you know this is one of those years that you know, the sports is that um, that escape that everyone needs, you know, dealing with with the pandemic and and all of those types of things. So um, fans are really really full in on how exciting the Canadians are to watch right now. Um, Tyler Toffoli has has been quite something to watch. Josh Anderson's been great. Um, you know, it's just it's it's very exciting. So I'm I, I I'm hoping <laughs> that a little bit of personnel controversy that cropped up over the weekend and continued into the first couple of games this week uh, doesn't start to to eat away at that excitement. Um, won't rehash all of the details. But it it was made apparent uh, through media outlets on Saturday night that Victor Meta's um, agent had put out there that and confirmed that uh, he and his player had requested a trade from the Canadians uh, because he just he hadn't he hadn't yet played a game and and that they they as a as a camp were not happy. And the same night, the same agent also. Um, made the same statement about uh, his player in, is it Calgary? Sam Bennett. Um, mm-hmm. And so of course, Montreal fandom in the middle of a, of, of a game went into this flurry of, oh my goodness, what is going on? Um, certain members of the media reached out to Mark Bergevin via text, which he immediately shut it down, denied that a trade had been requested, and he said, not happening, not true, he, and I'm not trading him. And then Pierre Lebrun comes out and later and says, I have a direct quote from the, the player's agent that said, it absolutely is true uh, that we have requested a trade. So here we have this, okay, now we've got player agents doing what they need to do to, to support their player. We've been down this road before where Mark Bergevin vehemently denies that uh, a trade request has been made or vehemently denies that he's going to trade of player. We know how this went with the PK Subban trade. Um, and so it automatically kind of puts everybody on high alert. Well, then suddenly, Rick, Monday's morning skate comes around and it looks like uh, Brett Kulak is going to sit... And Victor Meta is 
magically going to be inserted into the lineup. Now, Claude Julian said that it's day. It was always the plan, Amy. It was I always know. the plan. I'm so cynical, aren't it's I? It's been the plan <laughs> since, oh, last summer it's been. It yeah. was scheduled this way. Yeah. Well, and, you know, Claude Julian said, you know, I've, I had told Victor last week that he, my plan was to get him in soon. Um, believe that. However much you want to. When when Victor Meta was asked after the game about it, he said, I don't want to talk about any of it. And then the Montreal media that were on the media call continued to press him on it, which I thought was unfortunate. Um, but then things went even weirder yesterday when Kulak came back into the rotation, back into the lineup. And instead of Meta coming back out, Romanov came out and got sent to the taxi squad. Um and so it was Meta and Kulak last night. Um, so is this gamesmanship on Mark Bergevin's part? Is it Mark Bergevin saying, I'm not going to have a player agent make me look silly? Uh, is it, can you take it at face value that that Claude Julien wants to rotate his defenseman off the taxi squad or off the being the extra extra man, um, the seventh defenseman, so that they get some game time? It, you know, what what's what's the right answer here? Well, I think, um, you know, from what you're hearing, um, Claude Julien said, listen, I sat down with uh, Victor uh, Meta last week and, and everything's fine. He didn't have any issue with this. No problem whatsoever. He understood. Uh, Victor was asked, as you said, he was pressed and he said, uh, I'm here for now. I don't know what they're going to do, what their plans are. But I don't know but, what my future is. He was asked, now. but I'm here for now. Uh, that that was rather telling. That was that was, um, you know, it, it was clear that that Julian's rosy, uh, the way he painted it w- was just not accurate. Uh, there's obviously been some discussions, some uh, uh, feelings expressed by Victor Meta, expressed by the the agent that uh, that they're not happy. So. Um, for Bergevin to feign surprise was disingenuous. For Claude to say that uh, that listen everything's pro- everything's fine. This is all in the the schedule. That was disingenuous. Really, there was absolutely no reason to make the change. The defense, mm-hmm. surprisingly, surprisingly, has it's been, been good. good. <laughs> it's been very good. And if anyone has been the been a problem, it's been. Uh, Edmondson, and that was only at 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 the the first handful of games, and and he's uh, got back on track. Uh, but the pairing of Kulak and Romanov has been very very good, uh, and Romanov had I think the third most uh, was the third most used defenseman before he sat, uh, and he must be you know asking for a translator. Like what 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 did I do wrong here? Now listen, the Monday night when when um, Victor Matta came in, um, that pairing wasn't good. Mm-hmm. Romanov had his worst game. Meta was was on the ice for every single goal. Um, he didn't look good at all. Um, and and then with Romanov sitting, um, Victor didn't have a good game uh, on on the Tuesday night either. Um, so I think that that the writing is kind of on the wall. Is Mark Bergevin now trying to showcase uh, Victor Meta? I, I I don't know. It's the wrong here. message to send if he's trying to showcase but, him because he didn't play well. But the issue is that he's upset a very good thing, 
And when Romanoff uh, goes back in, is he going to have the same confidence? Is he going to think that he was doing something wrong? That's my concern. Um, he had momentum. He was on a roll. That pairing was on a roll, and you've upset that uh, to deal with this to deal with this outside issue in Victor Meta. And I understand Claude Julian saying, you know, it's a good time. You know, it's also good for young players to sometimes take a step back and watch the game. They can learn a lot from watching and so forth. I get that. When a young player um, is has hit a rough patch, mm-hmm. absolutely a hundred percent. Let them sit for a game or two and 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 let them watch the game and the system from from a different vantage point. Um, my thought watching last night's game was particularly after an abysmal Habs power play where they just cycled the puck too much and then couldn't get any real penetration to the net. I thought, well. I guess Alexander Romanoff learned uh, from watching that power play from the press box all of the things that he does really well on the power play that the Habs didn't do. Um, yeah, it's just I, I I worry this this is this is the perennial issue that we always kind of the umbrance we take with this organization when they may when they play these kinds of games when it comes to young players who are very impressionable and their confidence can be easily shaken. So I will be watching uh, you know, the next outing for Romanoff, as you say, with kind of that that eagle eye to see if if he's been affected at all or if he can just shake it off and and get back to to what he was already doing. Why do you call him Victor Meta? Why do I call him Victor Meta? Well, I I call him Victor Meta. You call him Victor Meta, and the the press calls him Victor Mate, as if there's an accent, as if he was French. Um, but we do that because that's what Victor asked us to call him. That's that's yeah. We we asked him, yeah, and that's what he said when he played for Team Canada. Yeah, he in, said in Victor the Meta. World Juniors. Mm-hmm. We clarified. It's is it Meta? Yeah, it's Meta. Yeah, yeah. So that's why we do that, because, you know, Just we, like, checking. we like to be accurate. Um, speaking of young players, uh, the Laval Rocket, of course, continues their camp. Uh, that's the AHL affiliate of the Montreal Canadiens. Um, now, they did have, uh, now, they were supposed to have, Sunday night, uh, Joel Bouchard had wanted to uh, recreate a game night scenario for his young players. Since they're not playing preseason games, uh, wanted to kind of create a game atmosphere. And I should mention... As an aside, before we get to that, um, our Rocket Sports team between myself and Chris G have uh, been covering the Laval Rocket training camp every single day. We've been on the media call with Joel Bouchard and whatever players they make available every single day. And if you go to AHLReport.com, you will see an article from every single day of training camp that contains all of the audio of those post-practice interviews um, with Joel Bouchard and and different players. So I encourage you, if you're a Laval Rocket fan, head over to AHLReport.com and you will find all of the interviews. uh, There's at least nine different posts of interviews with Joel Bouchard and and players from the Laval Rocket. Uh, So anyway, back back to this. So the idea was that on Sunday, the scrimmage was supposed to be the Laval's uh, Laval Rockets' second scrimmage of training camp, but it was going to go like a game day. They were going to have a, a game day skate uh, kind of late morning, and then they would take the Bell Center ice at 7 p.m. for a full three-period scrimmage. Um, 
then the news came out uh, early, well, Saturday night uh, it, at the Bell Center. Um, Josh Anderson got pulled out of the game midway through with flu-like symptoms. It was very up in the air as to whether or not it was COVID-related or not. We found out later it wasn't, but at that time, we didn't know. And then Sunday morning, uh, Laval PR put out the notification that the scrimmage and all activities for the Rocket were canceled for the day out of an abundance of caution. And so uh, when I spoke to Joel Bouchard on Monday after their uh, practice. Of course, this is the first thing we asked is, was this related to Josh Anderson's potential uh, illness or or what, what really happened? And this is what Joel Bouchard uh, replied. Practice was canceled yesterday. Scrimmage was canceled out of uh, an abundance of caution. Was that kind of a carryover from uncertainty with Josh Anderson with the Habs on Saturday night? No, I think Mark Bergevin was very clear uh, last night on uh, on a French channel to say that uh, we we had a test that was positive, but it was a false positive, which could happen. Nothing okay. is obviously always a hundred percent, but looking at the data, we we were pretty confident it was a, it was a false positive. That being said, we don't take any chance, and you know we're always going to go on the caution side. And Mark tried to be as transparent as we can be all the time. It's not always easy to do it. But it was mostly uh, uh, out of caution for everybody involved. You have to understand that we are in two different zones. We do not connect with the Montreal Canadian whatsoever. So there's no crossover. Uh, we're not sharing facility. We're like in two different countries. Uh, <laughs> it, it, it is really what it is. Like we're, we, we have an unbelievable uh, structure here at the Bell Center. So, so we're not crossing path whatsoever. I, sometimes I really enjoy the way Joel Bouchard describes things, and I loved how he so emphatically said, it's like we're in two different countries. <laughs> well, it's more secure than two different countries because a passport's not going to get you in. No. There, it's a no-go zone. <laughs> you can't go from from the Canadians to the rocket or back and forth. No. So I, it was great to hear that uh, it wasn't necessarily due to anything with Josh Anderson, but that they had received a, a, a they thought could be a positive test ended up being a false positive, but they just wanted to take everything uh, with a with a large grain of precaution. So that then led me to ask uh, Joel, okay, well, here's something. You know, your entire operation has been uprooted from Laval at Place Bell and has been plopped into the Bell Center. And so, if you're telling us that um, your area and the Montreal Canadiens area and the visiting NHL teams area and the visiting AHL teams area are all separate and you can't cross into any of those zones, well then tell us, what is, what's your operation like? What are the facilities that have had to be created like for you at the Bell Center? Uh, what are your facilities like there? Uh, seeing as, as you just said, you're completely separated from the Canadians and the NHL side. So what are your facilities like? Yeah. Oh, I'm trying to, to draw a picture for you. We are based of, out of the Mythic restaurant. So for the people that haven't been to the Bell Center, it's, it's a beautiful restaurant that's actually uh, on the event, uh, event level floor. So we're directly on ice level. And we have a big jumbotron, which, uh, you know, usually they would be a hockey game and uh, that they would put there during the, the restaurant. 
and uh, now it, it's our video room so the guys are uh, are seen really well we can keep the distension you know from each other because it's such a big screen mm -hmm. and then we literally with the Habs build the dressing room in the restaurant where we order stalls and we actually have like 34 stalls in in that dressing room which is right in the middle of the restaurant and uh, it's it's quite nice to be honest they've uh, they've done a great job for the players to have a changing facility that's uh, on the other side with showers and and so it's uh it's it's quite nice and like i said it's it's our zone nobody comes in uh so it's not like there's people walking back and forth all day it's just us with the mask all the time obviously i just need to say that was a great question and a terrific answer uh to to give us a picture of of what it's like and um, we know that that the the Bell Center has, like all NHL arenas, have uh, multiple uh, dressing rooms, uh, but that's not good enough because those those uh, dressing rooms, um, you know, have have connections and and uh, are a short distance. This way, in order to keep all those four teams quite separate, as you mentioned, uh, they've relocated the Laval Rocket. Uh, to a restaurant in the Bell Center, which is... Um, which you know the Bell Center restaurants are gorgeous. So yeah, I can't, that's right. I'm sure that they have a beautiful environment that they've... It's kind of like having a, a, a pop-up <laughs> pop pro hockey dressing room uh, and office area and video room and, and probably equipment training and whatnot all in this restaurant, which is... Pretty, it's pretty spectacular. And it's the kind of information we haven't heard elsewhere that, that uh, we're getting exclusively here. So it's, uh, it's, it's great to know. It's great to know how they're coping being away from Plas Bell mm -hmm. and that they've, they've kind of recreated a, a, a new home for themselves with, with uh, locker stalls and showers and everything. Uh, and a, it sounds like a spectacular video room yeah. in this restaurant. It must be, you know, projection wall video screen for normal normal patrons to watch the hockey game, but uh, becomes your video room. Uh, so Laval will continue their uh, training camp through this week. Their next scrimmage is scheduled for Friday. Uh, they had a scrimmage today, uh, Team Red versus Team White, two full periods, and then five minutes of three-on-three -three play. Uh, it was a it was a, a barn burner. It was a seven a team red one at seven to six. Uh, Kevin Lynch with two goals, Michael Pozzetta with two goals, Yannick Veyu with two goals, Alex Belzeal with two goals, um, as well as uh, Blandizi with two goals, and then Laurent Defen, um, Caden Gooley with a penalty shot goal. That was that was a thing of beauty. It was for a defenseman. Yeah, <laughs> it was. Uh, Joel Teasdale got in there as well, uh, and so uh, I did. I did uh, talk to Bouchard after today's scrimmage. Uh, that will be coming out at the AHL report soon, uh, and he he uh, asked him to to kind of comment in great detail on the play of Caden Gooley and and Joel Teasdale, which he which he did, um, and also asked him about how his veteran with with you know there were thirteen goals scored today most of them from his older players and so asked him to kind of talk about uh, how the veterans are looking uh in camp so be on the lookout for that um and uh both uh, chris g and i will continue to bring you all the latest from the laval rocket training camp um switching gears now to the philadelphia flyers they have a game tonight you know you were 
it's very important for you to mention that the Montreal Canadiens, as we speak, sit at the top of the standings. Uh, I'm going to let everyone know that the Flyers are just two places behind them, sitting one point behind them in the standings in third place. Um, now, if anyone has watched the Philadelphia Flyers this season, they're probably thinking, I'm how not quite sure happen? how that's <laughs> happened because um, whereas Montreal has played exceptionally well, Philadelphia has not. Um, and they are very fortunate to be sitting where they're sitting. Um, Elaine Vigneault has, has pulled out his uh, accountability card number a, new, a number of times recently. The the biggest case being uh, making Travis Konechny a healthy scratch the other night uh, when his third and fourth lines outperformed his top six veterans, uh, making a point that Konechny and others need to be better with their five on five play uh, and and in a lot of other areas. Um, the Flyers have responded really well to that. Um, they have won their last four games straight. Uh, they won two uh, against New Jersey. They won two against the Islanders. It wasn't always easy. There's still a lot for them to improve on. But tonight is going to be a big test for them because the Boston Bruins come into the building in the uh, in South Philadelphia, and it was the Bruins that handed them their last two losses, the second of those being the disastrous 6-1 to loss that Carter Hart absolutely uh, boiled over in frustration after the game and had his very, um, very visually apparent uh, tantrum <laughs> with his goalie stick after the game. Um, and he is going to be in the net tonight facing against Tuka Rask. Uh, and it's going to be, you know, now that the Flyers have strung together four wins, they need to be able to continue that tonight against the team that handed them such a big problem a week ago. Um, and it's a battle for first place in the division. The Bruins are just a point behind the Flyers in the division. The Flyers are sitting at the top of the of the what is it, the Mass Mutual East Division, whatever the official uh, name is. Uh, the Bruins are just a, a little bit behind them. So it should be interesting tonight. Uh, Carter Hart needs to have a very big game tonight. Uh, if he can not think back to his last game against the Bruins and, and be strong, um, they'll need to have a strong back check tonight. Uh, last time they played the Bruins, Pasternak was not back in the lineup yet. He is now, and he's already making an impact uh, on a very on an already very offensively productive Bruins team. So uh, there's a lot to uh, at stake tonight, but it it should be uh, it should be a pretty good game. Um, I should mention I will have as always full coverage uh, on social media of the live game coverage tonight over at the Flyers Report on Twitter, and then after the game, uh, I'll have post game press conference uh, reaction and a full game recap at theflyersreport.com. So be sure you're tuning in for that. Uh, so what you're saying is, yeah. You cover the Canadians. You yep. cover the Rocket. I do. You cover the Flyers. I do. You cover the Phantoms. I do. And that's and my part-time full, gig. And you're a full-time voice actor. <laughs> Is that that's And I have saying. a part-time job. <laughs> I can throw that in there, too. All I, right. I actually have another part-time job as well. So, um, yeah, I don't sleep. Mm. It's, I, it's, it's, um. It's uh, thankfully I am very organized and I am a planner, planner, planner. So, <laughs> so yeah, um, it's um, and you're good at what you do. 
well, thank you. I appreciate it. And it's, uh, you know, it's a pleasure to get to do what I do here at Rocket Sports and work with a team of really fantastic people. So it just, uh, you know, it's what I, do. I I always tell people, yeah, oh, hockey is what I do in my spare time. <laughs> um, but it's kind of more like a full time job. Um, so going along with that, the Lehigh Valley Phantoms, uh, man, they have just had a rough run of it. They've had their preseason schedule changed three times now. Uh, they've had, they, they were supposed to have already played a preseason game, uh, and it's gotten canceled or postponed three times, uh, because whatever opponent they were rescheduled or scheduled to play would have to constantly has had to keep canceling because of COVID protocol. Um, and then the phantoms were supposed to schedule, uh, supposed to play their first and now only preseason game last night, but this gigantic storm hit the Lehigh Valley. And so they had to postpone it again, this time due to the snow. So the Lehigh Valley Phantoms will be playing their first and only preseason game tomorrow night. Uh, it's a home game at the PPL Center. No fans will be in attendance. Uh, there will be limited media access. Um, I, our, I will be covering that that game and the post-game presser with Scott Gordon and, and players. Uh, so again, keep your eye on at the Flyers Report for, for that coverage. Um, and theflyersreport.com. I should mention the Flyers today just... Um, sent Sam Moran to the AHL. And and Elaine Vigneault had said a couple of weeks ago um, that the plan had originally been last week for them to send Moran down to Lehigh Valley to play in that first preseason game that eventually got canceled. Um, It worked out that they couldn't do that because he ended up having to get pulled into uh, playing his season debut for the Flyers. Um, keep in mind, he's now playing as a, as a winger instead of a defenseman. Uh, so now they sent Moran down to Lehigh Valley today. So I would bet that we're going to see him in the lineup for Lehigh Valley tomorrow night. Um, and uh, it'll, be, it'll be fun to finally get to see an actual AHL game take place. Wow. Preseason game, but mm-hmm. still. Uh, it'll be against the Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins. Uh, puck drop is at six. <laughs> All right. Which is a little weird, but we will have full rocket sports coverage for you of the Habs. So make sure you're following at all Habs. That's Rick's, uh, that's our main Twitter account, but that's also the one that Rick manages. Uh, he will always have full coverage of anything related to the Montreal Canadiens, live game coverage, recaps, game day previews, and so forth. Um, as well as uh, Chris G and I will be covering the Laval Rocket. Uh, you can find that at the AHL report. And then, of course, we've also got the Flyers and the Phantoms coverage at the Flyers report. And then some. Mm. Lots of lots going on. And that's in addition to all of the great content from the rest of our team as far as uh, articles and multimedia content and all sorts of great stuff here at Rocket Sports. And podcasts. And podcasts like this one. Um, so what we are going to do, we're going to take a breath. We're going to take a drink of water. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. And on the other side of this short commercial message, we are going to go around the AHL and bring you up to date on some of the news happening around the league. The Press Zone is proud to be a partner of Rocket Sports Media, digital media publishers of sports and entertainment websites. Their mission is to build a worldwide network of sports fans who are informed, engaged, entertained, and connected. Learn more about RSM, its team, and its portfolio of brands at rocketsportsmedia.com. 
Be sure to follow us on social media. Find us on Twitter at The AHL Report. Check out our original game photography on Instagram at AHL Report and watch our exclusive video interviews with players, coaches, and other notable hockey names on our YouTube channel at AllHabs. Just remember to turn on notifications so that you never miss a video. The AHL Report, your premier source for Laval Rocket, Lehigh Valley Phantoms, and all American Hockey League news. Rocket Sports Media is currently recruiting talented, motivated, and committed people to join our team. If you're a student wishing to gain experience, a young professional interested in broadening your credentials, an experienced hockey mind looking for a platform to share your expertise, or a passionate fan looking to contribute to our publications by connecting with fellow hockey fans, we want to hear from you. If you are bright, loyal, passionate, and willing to dedicate yourself to a remarkable team, visit AHLReport.com and click the Join Our Team tab at the top of the page today. And welcome back to the Press Zone right here on the AHL Report and Rocket Sports Media. Uh, We're so glad you're still with us and back with us. We've got more great uh, news and updates for you um, in this segment as we go beyond the AHL. I am your host again, Amy Johnson, joined by my co-host Rick Stevens. And again, don't forget, uh, really be sure you're following us on social media. On Twitter, you can find us at the AHL Report. Uh, you can also find this podcast at the Press Zone, um, and that will be sure to keep you up to date on all the latest articles and recaps and reviews and news and happenings and comings and goings and all of the things we like to keep you up to date on uh, are there. So be sure you're following us at the AHL Report at the Press Zone. In this segment, we do like to go beyond, uh, excuse me, around the AHL. Um, and the first thing I will mention. Um, going alert i'm going off agenda for just a moment uh-uh. uh, because there was some news that came out um want to mention the ahl season is slated to start this friday february 5th um if you are not already a subscriber of ahl tv at any level which is the streaming service available to watch uh whatever ahl team or games you would like Uh, The American Hockey League will be offering a free weekend of AHL TV for all 19 games on the league schedule from Friday to Monday. Um, So as long as you have an AHL TV account, which you can sign up for without actually subscribing to a package, um, you go to AHLTV.com, you create an account for free, Um, And this weekend, you will be able to watch all 19 games for free on AHL TV. And I'll give you an idea of of what the service really offers you. And then if you want to subscribe from there for the rest of the season, great. So just wanted to throw that out there first and foremost. Um, So down to business. And really, the AHL is at the point that they're really getting down to business because we are two days away from the start of the season, Rick. Uh, There are still a lot of question marks in the air, but one of them did get satisfied this week when the news came out that the AHL and the PHPA, which is the uh, Professional Hockey Players Association, 
announced that they had come to an agreement and ratified the modified terms of the CBA solely for this season, meaning uh, salary structure and and all of those kinds of things that, that go into the CBA. Uh, the Players Association and the AHL were able to come to an agreement and ratify that. So it means things are good to go to start on Friday. It's very complicated. And if you've been with us during... Um the lead up, uh, the past shows, you've heard uh, that there's been some grumbling from players who don't know if they can afford to play or uh, can a play can come back to play um, under the conditions uh, or if they want to risk playing uh, given COVID and, and whatnot. So all of this was um, a, a detailed uh, look at, at the, at the, um, conditions that everyone is dealing with, both the owners and players. Uh, and in the end, uh, they were able to come to uh, an agreement that allows uh, the season to go on. It does. Uh, there are still a lot of question marks out there. There's uh, still a lot of things that we don't know. Um, we don't exactly know what protocols are going to be. We don't, you know, there, there's, there's still a lot of logistics to have happen. And it's going to be a very um, volatile thing um as we've seen in the preseason uh preseason games particularly on the east in in the eastern conference conferences um have been obliterated with constant delays and postponements because of covid protocols Uh, the west coast hasn't had as much of that but the ahl has already had to announce uh schedule changes for uh tucson and san jose they've had um in fact, their season opening game that was supposed to be on Friday has been canceled and won't be rescheduled. Um, and their their Saturday game is getting pushed to Sunday. So there's there's this constant shuffling uh, of things that are going on. Um, in fact, uh, it has been announced officially. We had talked about, Rick, how Stockton, the Stockton Heat, which is the AHL affiliate of the Calgary Flames, had determined that... Suddenly in the 11th hour, they're like, you know what, this having to send players back and forth across an international border isn't going to work with quarantining and so forth. And so they decided last week that they were going to have Stockton play in Calgary for the season, come out of come out of Stockton, come out of the States, go north of the border, quarantine and get started uh, and play their season in Calgary. So that means uh, now that the news has been made official by the league that the Stockton Heat will join the four other teams in the Canadian division this year, uh, the Belleville Senators, the, Lo- the Laval Rocket, the Manitoba Moose, and the Toronto Marlies. It also means that because scheduling now has to be completely redone for those five teams, uh, that those five teams in the Canadian division, Rick, will not start this weekend. We actually don't know. We have no schedule yet for them. We don't know yet when they're going to start. That's right. There's there's um, there's two parts of that. Stockton joining uh, the Canadian division is is one. The other um, holdup is Belleville and Toronto. It's it's the Ontario government giving permission for them to go ahead. So there's uh, there's both of those pieces that have to be worked out before the final schedule can be developed and uh, and uh, those teams can get underway for the uh, AHL season. Joel Bouchard, when asked about it, he doesn't believe it's going to be too much longer before a schedule is released. Um, 
So, you know, maybe it gets pushed back a week, but it's it's it has to be frustrating to some degree for those teams. You know, they're chomping at the bit. They see the rest of the league getting started this weekend. It's got to be, you know, it's got to be a little frustrating, but kind of have to take it a little bit at a time there. Um, My big question is is just what the protocols are going to be for covid testing and and how quickly they're getting those results back. We saw a case happen this weekend, Rick, which was utterly bizarre. Um, I think it was on Saturday night. The San Jose Barracuda was were playing the Henderson Silver Knights, which is the new franchise, uh, the AHL franchise for the Vegas Golden Knights. And suddenly reporters covering that game said that both teams came back out of the locker room after the second intermission and took their places on the benches, but didn't take the ice. And didn't come out on the ice right away, waited around a few minutes, and then The officials sent them all back to their dressing rooms, and it was then announced that the game at that point was being suspended due to an abundance of caution for COVID-19 protocols because apparently at some point during the second period, they had received a positive COVID test, I believe, from one of the players, if not them, then one of the staff. Um, That, for me, (laughs) raises, like, huge, like, Wait, my question is why why was the game started if not all of the covid tests were back? Um that seems like an that seems like a very important thing that we want to get nailed down before teams start playing each other. It's it's the kind of thing that um uh, you know is 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 awkward but uh, you know there's there's two things happening here um we we saw Josh Anderson leave uh, the game um uh, the Montreal bench, and uh, there there was concern there, and and it was because he was showing uh, flu like symptoms. Uh, so these things are going to crop up. Uh, the tests have to be, um, you know, uh, exchange. And and I guess the other part of it is uh, there's been some complaining uh, already at the NHL level that teams haven't been forthcoming with sharing. Um, sharing the test information. So some of the teams have been upset when, when there's been, uh, they've played a game, but yet there's been, um, you know, test results slow on the other side, uh, for the, their opposition. Um, and it's, it's getting a little sticky and messy, um, as they, as the league and, and the teams try and navigate through this. Yeah. It's, you know, I, I don't envy the league in trying to, come up with the funding for the rapid testing and and putting all the protocols in place to keep everyone safe. Uh, it's it's why we keep saying this is going to be a really fluid situation. Um, and most, uh, there's been a lot of coaches around the league in the last week who have been pretty forthcoming with reporters in saying that they really don't believe that a Calder Cup is going to be awarded this year either. Uh, that it will most, the playoffs will mostly look like some sort of kind of divisional playoff and, and that'll be it. Um, it's unfortunate, but I guess at the end of the day, we can say at least they're playing to some degree. Yeah. Um, Hershey was one of the, the Hershey Bears, which is the Washington Capitals AHL affiliate, was one of the teams affected this past weekend. One of the reasons why the Phantoms uh, had so many cancellations for their preseason games, uh, because Hershey had to shut down its facility uh, for for the weekend. Um, But before that happened, and... Uh, while they were having training camp last week, something really special happened. Matt Molson is is a member of the Hershey Bears this year. Um, and 
the team, uh, not not the players, but the team had decided that uh, they were going to be making Matt Molson uh, the captain of the Bears this year. And during practice, during training camp one day last week, um, with all the guys out on the ice, you know, they were just on the ice for practice, and the coaches directed Matt Molson and the rest of the team to look up at the big jumbotron in the middle of the giant center and suddenly a video came on with two kids and it sounded like this hi daddy we're so happy to be here we're so excited to announce us that, that you have been named the 44th captain, captain of the Hershey Bears we're so happy it is oh you've if you have been to or watched any hershey bears game every goal it is let's go bears b-e-a-r-s bears 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 and if you're the opposed if you're covering the opposing team and they're on a scoring run it is you it's it's like nails on a chalkboard by the end of the night but um matt molson's kids surprising him with the announcement that he's being made the captain um, and they're just adorable telling, we love you, dad. And they've got uh, go. We'll make sure that we retweet it from uh, the AHL report because the, the video of them, they're decked out in Hershey bears gear and they're just super excited. And the look on Matt Molson's face, um, you can just tell he's completely shocked both at the, probably at the captaincy, but like my kids are up on the jumbotron telling me this, uh, Rick. It was just really, really heartwarming. Now, to watch. how did how did they keep this secret? I, I, don't I know. they're they're young, and uh, he, as you said, he was obviously unaware and very um, emotional and emotional yeah. and kind of um, is this real kind of reaction at first, um, but but a, a great way to to. Uh, to name him as captain and um you know with his teammates there uh his family involved um really well done really well done and of course uh the media that was the first thing they asked him afterwards were just what his reactions were to um not only being made captain but the fact that his his kids were the ones who announced it and uh this is what he he told the media you know i think uh on the ice uh Yes, I was holding back tears uh, watching the watching the jumbotron. It uh, was a complete surprise to me. I think, uh, you know, obviously my family they uh, sacrifice a lot to let me play this game I love, and uh, more so than ever this year. So it was uh, it was very touching, and uh, you know, I get emotional just rewatching the video. So it's uh, it was it was something that was special. I've had a lot of special moments in, in my career, and that was uh, that was right up there, if not uh, the most special thing that I've, I've had so far. So I'm very grateful that, first of all, my wife kept a secret, which <laughs> not too great at, and uh, second of all, the second of all, the Bears uh, organizing that with her. I just and you can hear how emotional he is in his voice just the next day, even talking about it. Um, it's it's pretty it's pretty spectacular and and I guess I I have to say this is this is a guy who's um, you know uh, he's had eleven years in in the NHL six hundred and fifty games mm-hmm. and now he's at the uh, thirty seven years old at the tail end of his career um, 
and he heads back to the the AHL. Um, and he's embracing it. He he embraced it last season. He's back again now as captain uh, for a second season with the Bears. Um, it was great on the classy by the the Bears. Um, really, uh, you know, nice attitude by Matt Molson yeah. and an all around good story. It really is, uh, and those are the kinds of stories that we like to share with our listeners. So, um, you know, that's it's just it's it's so important to remember that. The guys who tough these games out and go out there and play like warriors, they are people at the end of the day, just like you and me. And a lot of them are dads and husbands um, and their families mean everything to them. And uh, I agree with you. It was a very classy move by the Hershey Bears. Uh, thank you to our, our friend and colleague, Zach Fish, who is the play-by-play uh, broadcaster for the Hershey Bears, who right now is actually pinch hitting and doing play-by-play for the Washington Capital- Capitals, while their play-by-play broadcaster is sidelined with uh, COVID quarantining. So Zach Fish, I should say, stick tap to him. Good uh, for keep, Zach. Yes, keep doing the great work. I see a lot of people talking very positively about his his uh, game call on Twitter. So congratulations to him and thanks to him for in the midst of back and forth to, to Washington to uh, call Caps games, he managed to get us uh, some audio from, from Matt Molson. So great story and we'll be bringing more of those to you. Uh, right now, however, we're going to take one last quick break and on the other side of it, we're going to go beyond the AHL, give you a little bit of ECHL news about another new franchise joining the league uh, and then we've got some really exciting news to share with you that we don't want you to miss. So be sure you don't go anywhere and we will be right back. For all the latest news, interviews, analysis, and commentary about the Laval Rocket, Lehigh Valley Phantoms, and every other team in the American Hockey League, as well as information on prospects, junior hockey, and international hockey, head over to AHL.Report, the home of the AHL Report. Follow along on Twitter at the AHL Report for live game updates, ringside photography, game recaps, and articles containing exclusive audio and video of your favorite players. That's the AHL Report, proud partner of Rocket Sports Media, AHL.Report. In every city around the world, sports fans flock to popular watering holes to share a few pints, some good grub, and to cheer for their team. Think your favorite sports bar deserves to be recognized? Or are you traveling to a new place and need to find the perfect spot to watch a game? HockeyPub.com is the answer. Find out where the best spots are in your city to eat, drink, and meet fellow fans. HockeyPub.com The Press Zone is proud to be a partner of Rocket Sports Media, digital media publishers of sports and entertainment websites. In addition to building a worldwide network of sports fans, the team at RSM is also dedicated to mobilizing the sports community in ways that make a difference in the lives of others. Giving back to the community bridges the gap between team affiliations. It's something any fan can support. RSM proudly provided support for organizations and projects like Hockey Fights Cancer, Five Hole for Food, the Montreal Canadiens Children's Foundations, Autism Speaks, Leukemia and Lymphoma Society of Canada, and the People of Canada Portrait Project, just to name a few. If you would like to be involved with a Rocket Power project or have a worthy fundraising initiative you'd like us to be part of, please contact us at rocketsportsmedia.com.
And welcome back once again to the Press Zone right here on Rocket Sports Media and the AHL Report. Thanks so much for joining us once again. I'm your host, Amy Johnson, joined by my co-host, Rick Stevens. And I will remind you yet again just to be sure you're following us on Twitter at the AHL Report and at the Press Zone. Um, In this segment, we go beyond the AHL and we just have a quick update from the ECHL. Uh, In addition to those two new teams that are going to be entering the league here uh, in in short term, uh, the one in Trois-Rivières-Quebec and the one in Iowa that we spoke about a couple of weeks ago, uh, the league announced this past week There's another franchise. It'll be the 29th member of the league, uh, which will be joining the league to begin play in the 2022-23 season. And that will be uh, a franchise located in Savannah, Georgia, uh, and will be owned by Andy Kaufman, who is also the man who owns the ECHL's Jacksonville Icemen. Uh, They will begin play, as I said, in the 2022-23 season at the new Savannah Arena, which will be completed in the spring of 2022. Uh, It'll hold about uh, just over 7,000 fans for hockey. Um, And um, it's pretty incredible, Rick, you know, in a time where uh, a lot of hockey a lot of folks in the hockey community are really feeling the financial pinch um, that there are still plans being put forward to expand some of the professional leagues like the ECHL. A lot of uncertainty about uh, uh, hockey, about uh, sports in general, about uh, sustainability of franchises. And yet uh, the ECHL now has announced uh, three um, uh, expansion uh, franchises, which is tremendous. Um, and I give full credit uh, to them. Um, and and a lot of that goes to uh, our dear friend Dean McDonald um, that uh, has three of, of the ECL, ECHL franchises. And now uh, we have uh, Andy Kaufman, who will take on Savannah and, and uh, his second ECHL franchise. Of note is the uh, the company who will be managing and operating the new Savannah Arena. It's the Oakview Group. Uh, they are currently involved in four other arena construction projects, including the Seattle Kraken's new arena, the Climate Pledge Arena, uh, including the UBS Arena in Belmont Park, New York, which is the new home of the New York Islanders, and also the Palm Springs Arena, which will be which will be the home of the Seattle Kraken's new AHL franchise. Um, so they are obviously right on the forefront of all of this new arena development should also mention that that group is, uh, I believe run by Peter Luco, who is the former, uh, president of the Philadelphia Flyers. So, um, lots of ties. We always say the hockey community is so small (laughs) and, uh, there you have it. So looking forward to that coming up very soon, but what we have coming for you this week, uh, as Rick said, you know, we've got our Canadians and our Flyers coverage, uh, as well as now the Laval Rocket and the Lehigh Valley Phantoms will be starting their coverage. We'll just reiterate one more time, be sure you're following for all of the Canadians and the Laval Rocket uh, news and updates, game recaps, game reviews, feature articles, player profiles, 
prospects, those types of things. Be sure you're following Rick's account, which is at all Habs. Uh, you'll also want to be following at the AHL report. And if you're a Flyers fans, we have all of the same kind of content for you, but just focused on the Flyers. We have game previews, game recaps, uh, audio from interviews, feature stories, things of that nature, as well as for the Lehigh Valley Phantoms. And for that, you'll want to follow at the Flyers report and head over to Fly- theflyersreport.com for all of that content. And uh, it's jam-packed. We've got uh, lots of content going up on all of the websites every single day. That's terrific. And we've got this podcast. You don't want to miss that. We've got the Canadians Connection podcast uh, every Saturday, which is a focus on the Montreal Canadiens. And that is hosted also by Rick and uh, my our teammate, Joseph Whalen. You don't want to miss that. And uh, Rick, there's just a lot of really exciting things going on here at Rocket Sports. There is. And we, we've been doing this a while, so um, we've, we've figured out a lot of things. And um, um, I, 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 you know, I look back in, in January, um, and we celebrated our um, 12th anniversary on Twitter. Wow. We, we joined Twitter in 2009 on January 9th. Uh, we joined before the Montreal Canadiens got there. We, we like were, two years before, right? I know it was it was it was a couple months actually, oh, okay. but but uh, now we we were there. Uh, we developed we developed and and made popular the Go Habs Go hashtag on mm-hmm. on on uh, Twitter, and now they use it as as their their official one, which is which is great. Um, so we've been doing this stuff a long time, and and um, a couple years in back in in. 2011, we made our our very first steps into uh, the world of podcasting, and and we launched uh, um, and and hosted Habs 360, um, and it, uh, it was billed as the most informative and interactive podcast about the Montreal Canadiens. And uh, Chris and I, uh, Chris G and I, uh, uh, worked together uh, for uh, a number of years, uh, 250 episodes of of Habs 360. Um, and then we, we, back in 2017, we, uh, we revamped that, we rebranded it, we brought in a new host in Joseph Whalen that, that, uh, that you mentioned and, and the Canadians Connection was born. Um, we tried out some, some other fan type pod- podcasts. Uh, it's the, the thing to do these days, particularly since the pandemic, there's, there's um, a lot of, of, of sports fan podcasts happening. Uh, but we heard uh, rather clearly and directly from our listeners that they really appreciated hearing from uh, those folks with the connections, um, connections to players, connections to hockey personnel. Um, and it's something that we have, have spent an awful lot of time doing is building our connections in the hockey world, developing a reputation. And uh, so now our podcast, both this one, uh, The Press Zone, and The Canadian's Connection are hosted uh, solely by credentialed hockey journalists. And all the while, um, we've been rather independent um mm-hmm. and it's made it tough at times it's because it, we seem to constantly have to prove ourselves but it's also uh, been great because we're able to chart out our own path and listen to uh the folks that that follow us and give us input and uh, give them the kind of of information that they want but then we had an opportunity and um 
Yeah, I guess, I guess it was during the pandemic. You might remember that our our sound changed, our platform changed. We made some investments in terms of of uh, our equipment and and our, our studio and our platform and our distribution system, and um, and our podcast changed and and um, our information was always great, but now we we had a great sound and distribution as well. And um, that attracted uh, the attention of, of uh, a podcast network, and, and they approached us, and, and uh, we, we worked out some things with them. And uh, I'm thrilled, absolutely thrilled, to announce today that we, um, the Canadians Connection and the Press Zone, are now uh, part of the Hockey Podcast Network. We're, we're in partners with partnerships with the Hockey Podcast Network, and we Woo-hoo. could not be more thrilled. I, it's it's absolutely amazing. Um, you know, we have, as you say, Rick, we've we've worked at this for a very long time. The press zone is in its fourth season, um, and as you you know, Canadians Connection and before that, Habs Three Hundred and Sixty has such a long history as well. Uh, a wonderful re, uh, listenership uh, that has been very loyal and very vocal about how much they enjoy. Uh, the product that we put out, and we enjoy doing it every week. Uh, we enjoy having a different kind of a voice and bringing you different kind of stories, um, and and giving you a different perspective than you might hear uh, elsewhere. Um, because we think that it's important to to kind of look at things from all sides, um, and getting getting to partner with a group like the Hockey Podcast Network is just kind of the icing on the cake. You know, it's a it's a collection of really reputable uh, shows. There are some shows in there that we're actually very familiar with uh, that we respect a lot, um, and we're looking forward to to learning about all of the shows that w- that are within the network. But just to um, to be recognized as as being on par with those folks and being in, in, invited to to join a partnership with the Hockey Podcast Network. It's just super exciting. It's it's a reflection of all of the hard work uh, that goes into Rocket Sports Media by the entire team, not just those that you hear on the podcast, every podcasts every week. Um, and, you know, it's just a testament to a, a lot of hard work by a lot of great individuals that make up a tremendous team. Um, as I said at the top of the show, you know, it's it's I'm just thrilled to get to do what we do with the team of people that we have that you've put together, Rick, um, to be able to do it. And so I think this is a really exciting added um, advantage for our listeners. And uh, it's it's only going to be we're just we're moving on up. And uh, only good things coming. Well, it's it it's as you said, it's it's uh, an indication that that our team has um, and a recognition of the, the all the hard work that the team has put in, and and we got a really good group of people who like each other, like working together, and um, our our focus is is bringing hockey fans. Um, the, the information that they can trust. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and we work so hard to foster connections uh, to uh, the hockey world, to, to fans, uh, to um, hockey executives, to scouts, to coaches, to players. And now we're making a connection with a podcast network uh, that's going to open up all sorts of other possibilities. Uh, the, the hockey podcast uh, network is 
co-founded by uh, two uh, great hockey fans from uh, the East, uh, the West Coast, Isha and Dylan. And uh, I've had a couple of occasions to talk to them, and we get talking hockey, and we forget to to get into the business. Uh, the, and we'll have them on on the show for sure uh, upcoming. Um, What's going to change for you, the listener? Um, well, number one, we, we are staying as independent and as fiercely uh, uh, independent and protective of that status as we ever have. Uh, but being associated with a network is going to allow all kinds of other possibilities for you, for, for us to bring you opportunities. Um, and you heard one of those uh, today at the start of the show. We said there was um, uh, a promo code. If you use the promo code TA, THPN, and now you know what THPN means. If you use that uh, uh, promo code THPN uh, with dra- uh, when downloading the DraftKings app, uh, you'll get a, a special uh, consideration there. And THPN is the Hockey Podcast Network, and we're thrilled to be part of it, as I said. We are. And and as Rick said, you know, uh, we'll be able to bring you uh, great opportunities that you can take advantage of. We'll, we'll, we'll let you know about them from week to week. Um, and it's just very exciting. Uh, I want to thank, you know, want to thank the entire team here at Rocket Sports. I want to thank Rick for all of your hard work in building this company from the ground up uh, over the last 12 years. Um, and I can't wait to see uh, where we go from here. It's going to be great. Thanks to Isha. Thanks to Dylan. Thanks to Stephen, uh, who brought this opportunity forward to me. We're, um, we're, we're, yeah, we're thrilled. Stick taps all around. Uh, and so on that note, um, be sure, of course, that you subscribe on your favorite podcast platform to this show, whatever podcast platform you're currently using, or if you're even listening to the player on the website, uh, just hit the subscribe button to make sh- to make sure you never miss an episode of The Press Zone. And make sure you subscribe to The Canadian's Connection as well. Uh, you don't ever want to miss an episode of that. Uh, that's every Saturday with Rick and Joseph. Um, and uh, it's uh, we just thank all of you for your loyal listenership and uh we've got lots of great stuff coming for you this is going to be a a tremendous season here at rocket sports and and on the podcasts and uh you don't want to miss a minute of it before we go today uh in lieu of a feel-good finale i promise we'll get back to the to the really happy fun stuff uh next week but we needed to pay tribute we've talked quite a bit on this show about uh during this pandemic uh, Captain uh, Sir Thomas More uh, from the UK. He's the man who raised $33 million uh, as a 100-year-old veteran by just walking and doing laps around his garden. Uh, and he was trying to find a way to uplift people during the pandemic, and he raised money to help uh, those in need and, and COVID uh, causes, raised $33 million, set two Guinness World Records. He was knighted by Queen Elizabeth and uh, actually also produced a number one hit single um, during the pandemic. And, and he got a cover of uh, GQ, was it? or Esquire? Something like that. Yeah. Yeah, 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 something yeah. like that. Um, he, he inspired other people and young kids to do the same and set up their own walking fundraisers around their homes while they're, uh, at home quarantining or in lockdown. Um, and the world received the very unfortunate news this week that Captain Sir Thomas More, uh, passed away, 
uh, earlier this week, he had to be hospitalized with a case of pneumonia and uh, then was determined that he had actually contracted COVID-19 and uh, the the combination of the two, the pneumonia and the COVID-19 were too much for him to overcome and he did pass this past week. So a hundred years young, um, what a wonderful icon, not to mention all of the, all of his, uh, heroics in the war. Um, and, uh, Captain Sir Thomas More will be sorely missed. That's for sure. And a uh, message to us that, um, you know, he, he just did a little thing and it made a big difference. Uh, and we can all be doing that uh, in our own lives. Absolutely. So thank you so much uh, for for joining us today. We're so excited to bring you the news about joining the Hockey Podcast Network. And uh, be sure to be back here again next Tuesday for another excellent episode of The Press Zone. I guarantee it's going to be chock full of lots of hockey news, so you don't want to miss it. Thanks so much. We'll see you next week. Click subscribe to never miss an episode of The Press Zone on Rocket Sports Radio. Visit AHLReport.com for the latest news on hockey prospects.